Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Church of God Central West Region YPE Podcasts. Praise the Lord. I greet you in the name of the Father, the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. My name is Pastor Fijoy Johnson. I'm coming to you from Cleveland, Tennessee in the United States of America. Thankful to Pastor Benji for this opportunity to share a brief exhortation with you. I pray this exhortation as you listen to it will encourage you, will equip you, will edify you, It will help you prepare for the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As you can tell by looking at this world, this pandemic, this COVID-19 has put all of our lives on hold. Matter of fact, this COVID-19 has turned all our lives upside down. We are living in the midst of this. And during this time of uncertainty, when we turn on the news or any social media platform, all we hear are the words of despair and no hope. Did you know our words have power? God brought this world into existence with his words. I once read some time ago that an average human being speaks about 150 to 160 words per minute. That's a lot of words, 150 to 160 words per minute. Your words do matter. That's what we read in Colossians chapter four, verse six. Your speech should always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you should answer each person. That is Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. Well, if you don't like salt, in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24 says, Kind words are like the honey sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. That is Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24. Our God brought this world into existence with our words, with his words, pardon me. God demonstrated the power of his spoken word when he said, let there be light and there was light. When God made the heavens and the earth, the trees and the mountains, the fish and the animals, and even the humanity itself, He did so by simply speaking. So I want to remind you as you listen to this thing, this little talk, few people realize the importance of the word they speak. Few people recognize that. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 and 37 says, But I tell you that men will have to give an account on the day of the judgment for every careless words they have spoken. 
for by your words you be you will be acquitted and by your words you will be condemned my brothers and sisters who are listening to me may i humbly remind you your word and my word matters jesus came from heaven and revealed to us that the words are important very important and the bible has much to say about this subject the bible has a lot to say about this subject words are prophecies they have a powerful impact on the people around us for better or worse that is why the bible talks about so much about the tongue proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 the tongue has the power of life and death proverbs chapter 12 verse 18 says the words of the reckless pierce like the sword but the tongue of the wise bring healing are you a person am i a person when i open my mouth do i bring healing to people's life with the words that come out of my mouth our words have powerful our life is controlled by words words release authority words determine the course of events words matter i want to remind you in the midst of this pandemic we need to watch our thoughts because they become our words we need to watch our words because they become our action we need to watch our actions because they become our habits we need to watch our habits become they become our character many people ignore god apparently thinking either he does not exist or he has no power they are sadly mistaken we will be held accountable to god for he is the judge and he is all powerful he is all powerful if you look at the writing of the apostle james he writes in his epistles he says he he concentrate he dedicates the first 12 verses of chapter 3 to give the most extensive statement in the scripture on the power of the tongue the words you and i speak they can motivate they can instruct they can encourage and more than ever in a time like this with this pandemic with this covid-19 has wrecked the whole world our words can uplift our brothers and sisters in christ so i want to remind you encourage you yes we are living in challenging times i know that and you know that
However, speaking life can positively affect all who around us. Words are beautiful. And when we use them correctly, we can release favor into someone else's life. When we speak God's word, it carries God's supernatural power. We can speak life using the word of God because we are not speaking from our authority, but by God's authority. His word travels through us into the world. We are the messenger. He is the author. No more than ever, we need to encourage our brothers and sisters. We need to edify our brothers and sisters. We need to give confidence to our brothers and sisters with the words that come out of our mouth. The right word spoken at the right time can be life-changing. Let me say that again. The right word spoken at the right time can be life-changing. You will pass by someone as you walk down the street they're struggling you might not have anything to give to them but you can say a word that soothes their heart a words that will bring healing into their life would you pray this prayer this short prayer with me wherever you are listening to this say this after me Lord Help my words edify and build up those who hear my voice. Let me say that short prayer again. Lord, help my words edify and build up those who hear my voice. One of the great privilege I have for the last 10 years is to serve as the Assistant Director of Community Ministries at Lee University in Cleveland, Tennessee. And we have chapel services every Tuesday and Thursday morning. And at the end of every service, we say this passage from Psalms 19, verse 14 out loud together. Wherever you are, Would you say this loud with me? Psalms 19, verse 14. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Speak life into people's life today. Let everyone that you come in contact with hear the great gospel news. May God bless you. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Church of God Central West Region YPE Podcasts. Praise the Lord. 
I once again greet you in the name of the Father, the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. Last time when we were together, we talked about the power of our words. The words that come out of our mouth can bring healing into our brothers and sisters' life. I hope you had a chance to speak life into people in the last couple of days, more than ever. We must speak and love on people. May the Holy Spirit continue to guide us to do that in these coming days. For today's short devotion, I want to bring your attention to one verse from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7. Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 12. Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 12. The Word of the Lord says, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Once again, Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. So in everything, do to the prophet, Sorry. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophet. This is what the Bible scholars and many people around the world call the golden rule. What is the golden rule? Do to others what you would have them do to you. So you treat people others the way you want to be treated so in this passage it talks about that so i want to give you a couple of rules i want to give you four rules today rule number one everyone wants to be encouraged rule number one everyone wants to be encouraged we are living in a world where there's so much discouragement. We are living in a world where there's so much jealousy and bitterness and pride. In the midst of that, the Holy Spirit wants me to challenge you. Be a person of encouragement. When you walk by someone, maybe at your school or at your work, they might be having a bad day. In the midst of that, the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you and me is that be an encourager. Everybody wants to be encouraged. If you were in a bad situation, if you were in a struggle, if you were going through something, you would want somebody there to encourage you. Just like that, be an encouragement to everyone you come in contact with. How can we do that? How can we be an encouragement to someone else? Speak kindly to everyone. Don't be rude. Don't be angry. Just speak kindly to everyone you come in contact with. Say something good about everyone. Not only speak kindly to everyone, say something good about everyone. I often say this in my church, don't wait till someone dies 
you or I go to the funeral service and say, this person was so good, this person did this, this person did that. No, no. When they're alive, tell them that. How much they mean to you. Speak something good about that person. Another thing I often tell people is that help people succeed by adding value to their life. Help people succeed by adding value to their life. I often pray this. Make me an answer to someone else's prayer. I pray as you listen to this, you will be an answer to someone else's prayer. I pray this often in my daily walk. God, make me an answer to someone else's prayer. So rule number one, everyone wants to be encouraged. Rule number two, everyone wants to be appreciated. Everyone wants to be appreciated. We need people in our lives. God created that way. God wants us to have fellowship. God wants us to have relationship. But in the midst of that, rule number two is appreciate the people you have in your life. Appreciate that boss you have in your life. Appreciate that pastor you have in your life. Appreciate your parents you have in your life. Appreciate the children you have in your life. Appreciate them. Honor them. Respect them. Everyone has a cross to carry and the burden to bear. Give respect and appreciation to everyone. So rule number one, everyone wants to be encouraged. Rule number two, everyone wants to be appreciated. Rule number three, everyone wants to be forgiven. Everyone wants to be forgiven. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13. Let me read that again. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you have grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Rule number three, everyone wants to be forgiven. Life, I once read, life is an echo. What you send out, you get back. (coughs) Excuse me. Life is an echo. What you send out, you get back. So when people do you wrong, when people talk behind your back, when people make up stuff about you, here's the thing. Your job as a child of God, don't retaliate. Leave that up to God. You as a child of God, what you need to do, forgive them. Forgive them. Then God will take care of it. Because there's times in our life we need to be forgiven. And only way God will forgive us if we will forgive our brothers and sisters. So rule number three, everyone wants to be forgiven. Rule number four, everyone wants to be understood. Everyone wants to be understood. In this society we live in, there is so much misunderstanding. 
I think the problem we're facing in a country and our society and the world we live in is all because of misunderstanding. A lot of church problems happens because of misunderstanding. A lot of work problems at work happens because of misunderstanding. So rule number four, everyone wants to be understood. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 22. Do not those who plot evil go astray. But those who plan what is good find love and faithfulness. Find love and faithfulness. As I come to conclusion, I want to ask of you to these do few things. First of all, ask God to make you and me a likable person. Do people like to be around us? Do people like to be around us? When people get around us, do they get happy? Do they get excited? Or when people get around us, their energy is gone. Ask yourself, if ask God to help you to make you a likable person. Seek to understand the misunderstood. Sometimes we see people different because they look different, they wear different clothes, or they talk different. But don't judge them because of the outer appearance. Judge them because of who is living inside of them. Seek to understand the misunderstood. And lastly, I want to remind you, give without expectation. Give without expectation. One of my professors about 10 years ago told me this. Give people a piece of your heart, not a piece of your mind. Give people a piece of your heart, not a piece of your mind. So as you listen to this short devotion, remember, if you want to title it, you can title it The Golden Rule. What is the golden rule? Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophet. What are the golden rule? Rule number one, everyone wants to be encouraged. Rule number two, everyone wants to be appreciated. Rule number three, everyone wants to be forgiven. And rule number four, everyone wants to be understood. So let this be a prayer today. Lord, make me an answer to someone else's prayer. Would you say that with me? Make me an answer, O Lord. To someone else's prayer. This is Pastor Fijoy Johnson. May God bless you. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Church of God Central West Region YPE Podcasts. Praise the Lord. It is an honor of mine to greet you one more time in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I pray and hope you are enjoying these short devotions. 
when the first time we were together, we thought about, we talked about the power of our words. May God continue to use you to bring life with your words into the people you come in contact with. The last time we were together, we talked about the golden rule. Do unto others what you want them to do to you. May you continue to encourage people. May you continue to love on people. May God make you an answer to someone else's prayer. For today's devotion, I want to talk about the power of thankfulness. The power of thankfulness. The power of being thankful opens doors to God's greatness. The power of being thankful opens doors to God's greatness. As a child of God, we should not base our relationship with God on what He can do for us, but what He has already done for us. Let me say that one more time. We should not base our relationship with God on what He can do for us, but He has already done for us. Take a second or two, well, matter of fact, take one minute and think back for the last seven months of the year 2020. In the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this uh, global struggle we are all facing together, just thank God for everything He has done for you. Matter of fact, in my studies, the word thanks appears 73 times in the Bible. The word thankful appears three times in the Bible. The word thanksgiving appears 28 times in the Bible. And the word thankfulness appears one time in the Bible. The word thanks appears 73 times. The word thankful appears three times. The word thanksgiving appears 28 times. And the word thankfulness appears one time. That is at least 105 times the Bible deals with the spirit and the action of thankfulness. 105 times the Bible deals with the spirit and the action of thankfulness. I want to bring your attention to a story in the Gospel of Luke. In the Gospel of Luke chapter 17. Gospel of Luke chapter 17 verse 11 through 19. I will not read that to you, but I want to encourage you after you listen to this devotion and go back and listen to it. Read through it. Read it out loud. I'm a firm believer there's benefit in reading at the Word of God aloud. It will minister to you. It will encourage you. Go Gospel Luke chapter 17, verse 
11 through 19. In those eight verses, it's a story about 10 lepers. I don't want to go into details. You know that lepers are untouchable. Nobody wants to be around them. If you touch them, you will become unclean. They are in a place by themselves. All the lepers, it's a leper's colony. They all come together, stay together. They are alone. They're outcast to the community because of the, this disease. So this is very important to them. And this is a very str- struggling into their life. Leprosy, they all stay together. So nobody wants to touch them. So in this passage, there are 10 men full of leprosy, full of leprosy. They all cried out to Jesus for mercy. They all cried out to Jesus for mercy. All 10 showed themselves to the priest. The word of God tells us, he says, verse 14 of Luke chapter 17, he looked at them and said, go show yourself to the priest. As they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. So 10 full men, 10 men were, were full of leprosy. All 10 cried out to Jesus for mercy. And all 10 showed themselves to the priest. And all 10 were cleansed. All 10 were cleansed. But one thing that stood out to me, from this passage was verse 15. Let me read that to you. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he has done. This man was a Samaritan. If you know anything about Jews and Samaritan, Jews don't get along with Samaritans. Samaritans don't get along with Jews. Jews thought they were high and better than everybody. So they don't come they don't communicate with Samaritan. But the person that came back to Jesus to say thank you was a Samaritan. And Jesus even makes a statement. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? As no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner. And Jesus said to this man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Remember, there were total ten men full of leprosy. They all cried out to Jesus for mercy. They were told to go to the priest to show themselves. And all ten were cleansed. But only one came back to give thanks to God. May I encourage you as a servant of God, always be a person of thankfulness. The power of thankfulness brings deliverance to us. The power of thankfulness brings deliverance to us. The power of thankfulness unleashes God's power. The power of thankfulness unleashes God's power. We release His power by the power of our thankfulness. We release His power 
by the power of our thankfulness. The power of our thankfulness brings revival and growth. The power of thankfulness brings revival and growth. Finally, I believe when we are thankful, God will multiply His church. The money will come. When we are grateful, when we have an attitude of gratitude towards our Heavenly Father for everything He has done, He will, He will bring what you need in your life. But you and I, first of all, need to be thankful to our Heavenly Father for saving us, for delivering us, for protecting us, giving us everything we need to live on a daily basis. When you are thankful, when you have a grateful heart to our Heavenly Father, you will have grateful attitude towards your brothers and sisters in Christ. You can never have a thankful heart to your brothers and sisters in Christ if you don't have a thankful and a grateful heart to your Savior Jesus Christ. When your vertical relationship is correct, your horizontal relationship will be correct too. You can never, when I say horizontal relationship, I'm talking about your relationship with your brothers and sisters. When I'm talking about the vertical relationship, I'm talking about your relationship with Jesus Christ. If your relationship is with an attitude of gratitude towards our Heavenly Father, then you will have the same attitude towards your brothers and sisters in Christ. So in conclusion, be a person of thankfulness. Be a person who has an attitude of gratitude towards Heavenly Father. Take a minute. Have you thanked the people in your life who have been so good to you in the midst of this pandemic? Are you grateful to the people who have given you a meal in the midst of this pandemic? Are you grateful to the person when you didn't have the money to pay the bill that they helped you? Are you thankful to that person? Take take five minutes to thank five people after you listen to this devotion. Send a text to someone and say, I'm thankful for you. you. I thank you when I was in my lowest estate. You helped me. All of us got to where we are today because someone helped us. First of all, God showed his favor. Absolutely. But God also put the right people in your life to get where you are today. So today, I want to encourage you. Be a Samaritan. Come back to Jesus and tell him, thank you, Jesus, for who you are and what you have done. May God richly bless you. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Church of God Central West Region YPE Podcasts. Once again, I greet you in the name of the Father, the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. Thankful for another opportunity to share with you the great gospel news. For this For today's short devotion, I want to title it, 
he keeps his word. Jesus keeps his word. Or you can title it, he keeps his promises. When God makes a promise, he does not change. We are human beings. We we can make promises to people. Sometimes we fail to hold on to those promises. But when Jesus, when our Heavenly Father makes promises, He'll make sure those come to happen in our life. In my studies, I have found there are two types of promises. There are two types of promises. The first promise is what I call absolute declaration. Absolute declaration. Meaning, those promises are unconditional and will come to pass without any act on humans' part. These promises are unconditional and will come to pass without any act on the on the humans' part. And the second promise that I've learned from the Word of God is what I call conditional statements. Conditional statements that are dependent upon our cooperation with Him. Our cooperation with Him. At your own personal time, uh, please read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 and 2. Deuteronomy chapter 28, 1 and 2. And Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 15. Deuteronomy chapter 28, 1 and 2. And Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 15. We're talking about a God that keeps His word. Remember, there are absolute declaration. Those promises are unconditional and will come to pass without any act on humans' part. Secondly is what I call conditional statement. They are dependent upon our cooperating with our Father. Uh, once again, read Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 1 and 2. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 15 when God says I will he will there are no exceptions whenever you read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation whenever he have made the statement I will he will absolutely do it there are no exceptions for instance in Genesis chapter 2 verse 16 through 17 God spoke to Adam and Eve God gave them a clear warning. If they disobey Him, they would die. And the result of their disobedience. See, God told Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 22, verse 16 through 17, You can eat from any fruit or any tree in this garden, except for the tree of knowledge. And God gave them a clear warning. If they do they would die. And the result of their disobedience was separation from God. Shame, pride, and suffering all because they disobey the word of God. We also read about Noah and the flood in Genesis chapter 6, verse 7 through 8 in verse 18. The world was so corrupt that God decided to wipe out everyone except Noah and his family. 
Noah preached for a long time telling the people, Hey, get your life straight. If you don't get your life straight, God will destroy this place. No one listens to the servant of God. Sometimes as pastors, we often feel nobody is listening. But may I encourage the pastors who are listening to this video, to this uh, uh, short devotion, be faithful in your calling. Preach the great gospel news. It is our job to deliver the great gospel news. And I, and we must pray that the Holy Spirit will speak into our people's life. Because if we disobey the word of God, they will be consequences. Adam and Eve face that consequences. But here in Noah's life and his family, he built the ark. He did everything God told him to do. And he did exactly what God asked him to do. And because of that, he and his family was saved. When there is obedience, there is deliverance. When there is obedience, there is protection. When there is obedience, there is provision from our Heavenly Father. Adam and Eve disobeyed the Word of God and they had separation. They had shame. They had pride. They had suffering. Noah and his family obeyed the word of God. They had protection. They had provision. And they had love of God upon their life. Another man we often read about was a man named Abraham. He's known as the father of a nation. But he had no child of his own to call. And God promised to give an a child through Sarah to Abraham. God promised. In Genesis chapter 18 verse 13, 14 says, Sarah laughed at this declaration but asked, Is anything too difficult for the Lord? Nothing is too difficult for the Lord you and I worship. All we have to be faithful and all we have to do is obey what God tells us to do. In Genesis chapter 21 verse 1 and 2, Sarah bore a son. The promise was fulfilled. You and I worship a God. If we obey what God tells us to do, we will see the promises of God come to happen in our life. So this, as you are sitting in your room or wherever you are, I want to encourage you. Our God is a God who keeps His word. But remember, His promises are based on two things, two types of promises in the word of God. Absolute declaration. Absolute declaration. That means they're unconditional and will come to pass without any act on human's part. Second promise is a conditional statement. It depends upon our cooperation with Him. The passage I told you was in Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 1 and 2. Let me read that out loud to you because I firmly believe the Spirit of the Lord wants me to read it loud to you. So these are conditional promises. Look at the condition. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 1 and 2. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow His commandments I give you today, the Lord your God will set you above all the nation. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. 
That is a condition. What is the condition? If you obey the Lord your God and carefully follow His commandments, I give you today, the Lord your God will set you above all the nations on the earth. And all these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the word of the Lord. Obey the word of the Lord. But if you look at verse 15 of the same chapter, Deuteronomy chapter 28, it says, However, if you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow His commandments and decree, I'm giving you today all these curses will be upon you and overtake you. So as a child of God, we are called to obey the word of God. We are called to obey the word of God. So what is the principle for today? God's willing to speak to any of us if we will listen to him. God is speaking to you. Even though I am speaking to you from the United States of America, God is speaking to you. And the principle for today is be obedient to the Word of God. He has wonderful things in store for you. And He is just waiting for you to say yes. At any moment, God can shift you from waiting on it to walking into it. What God promises he will do remember god is not a man that he should lie whatever he says it will come to true it will come truly happen in your life if we will obey his holy spirit obedience brings deliverance obedience bring healing obedience will bring protection and provision upon our life in the midst of all this pandemic we're going through god has secluded us god has self-quarantined us in our own home and as we are sitting in our own homes i want to humbly remind you be obedient to the word of god god is a god that keeps his word what god promises he will do this is pastor for joy johnson may god richard bless you Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Church of God Central West Region YPE Podcasts. I greet you in the name of the Father, the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. I'm thankful to Pastor Benji and the leadership team for this opportunity once again to share the great gospel news. I pray that God will continue to strengthen you, provide for you, and lead you during this tough time. We are in this together. Um, Continue to pray for us in America. The COVID-19 where I I live um, is spreading very quickly. So I ask for for your prayers that God will continue to protect us under the mighty hands of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For today's short exhortation, I want to title it, Guard Your Eye. Guard Your Eye. In the King James Version of the Bible, the word eyes is mentioned 
502 times. The word I is mentioned 115 times. The word I lid is mentioned nine times. The word I'd is mentioned two times. The word I service is mentioned two times. The word I witness is mentioned two times. The word eyes with an apostrophe S is mentioned one time. The word eyebrows is mentioned one time. The word I slaved is mentioned one time. Just looking at these numbers in King James Version of the Bible, it lets us know that our eyes are very important. That's what I titled this short devotion, Guard Your Eyes. Did you know that our eyes are responsible for four-fifths of all the information our brain receives? Four-fifths of all information our brains receives comes from our eye. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 and 23 tells us the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Matthew chapter 6, verses 22 and 23. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25, it says, Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze will be straight before you. In Matthew chapter 6, we read, The eye is the lamp to the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of the light. So we need to understand Jesus pays a close attention, asks us to pay always close attention to what we see with our eyes. I am reminded of a story in Genesis chapter 13 verse 10. We see a passage about Lot. The Word of God says, Lot looked up and saw with his eyes, the whole plain of Jordan was well watered like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt to war of Zor. Genesis chapter 13 verse 10. Lot looked up and saw with his eyes. May I remind you four things from this passage that the Spirit of the Lord talked to me about. Always look beyond the immediate benefits. When Lot looked up and saw how beautiful the place looked, he said it was well watered like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. Lot looked up and saw. He saw it with his eyes. Always look beyond the immediate benefit. Lot failed to do this in his selection of Sodom. And we often blow it in similar way. 
One of the major temptations we face each day is the promise of immediate gratification. We want it now and we don't want to save it for later. We refuse to work for it and we especially cannot stand to wait for it. He just saw with his own eyes for a moment and he fell in love. Always look beyond the immediate benefit. Second thing I want to remind you from that passage that I learned was that never, never underestimate the permanent, sorry, never underestimate the impact of the permanent consequences. Never underestimate the impact of the permanent consequences. Lot did not take time to survey the land, yet for a moment it looked beautiful. Lot looked up and saw how green the valley was, how much water was flowing into it, and how good it would be for his cattle. He was His decision was purely financial decision. He never asked himself, I wonder what this effect on my family will be. As a father and as a husband, every decision that I make, I need to take into consideration my family. I cannot make a selfish decision just for myself. Every decision you and I make will impact the people in our life. So always look beyond the immediate benefit. Second, never underestimate the impact of permanent consequences. Third thing, forget about pleasing yourself. Lot, Lot focused on what he thought was good for himself without considering how it would affect others. All of us make decisions every day. We have a choice. God gives us the free will to choose. We can either choose by the word of God or you can choose by your selfish desire. But remember this. It is not about just pleasing yourself. It's about pleasing the name of our Heavenly Father. So always look beyond the immediate benefits. Secondly, never underestimate the impact of permanent consequences. Third thing, Forget about pleasing only yourself. Last thing I want to remind you, remember that if the decision you make today is going to take a toll on your walk with God, it is the wrong decision. Every decision you and I make must get us closer to God, must Allow us to walk closer with God. If you make a decision today, remember, if it takes away away from walking with God, you are making a wrong decision. So, So, be careful what you fill your eyes with. Be careful what your eyes see. Fill your eyes with the Word of God. Fill your eyes with the Word of God. Secondly, compare your prayer life with your screen life. What do I mean by screen life? How much time do you spend on WhatsApp or Instagram or Facebook? If your eyes are more focused on the technology than your prayer life, may I humbly ask of you, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. 
fill your eyes with the Word of God, compare your prayer life with your screen life, and lastly, do not train your eyes to overlook ungodliness or tolerate immodesty. Do not train your eyes to overlook ungodliness or to tolerate immodesty. Psalms 119 verse 37 says, He prayed this, Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Would you repeat that with me? Psalms 119 verse 37. He prayed this, Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Remember, our eyes are very powerful. Our eyes are responsible for four-fifths of all the information our brain receives. So may I remind you, guard your eye. Only allow the things that God approved to be seen with the eyes that God has given you. May God wish you bless you.